0: This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: 101.9 Chai FM, soul to soul, a warm, warm welcome to all of our radio family. Thank you so much for taking some time on what is becoming an increasingly short Friday afternoon to spend a bit of time with us, to learn together, to get some chizuk. It's such a pleasure to have you all on on board, and thank you. For, for making, making the time. So we have a double Parsha this week. Bahar and Bechukh as we make a siyum on Sefer Vayikra. And one of the mitzvahs in Parsha's Bahar is the mitzvah of the prohibition of, of taking, of taking interest. So listen to this, listen to this Maisa. One of the big leaders of the Preshberg committee, a community. Preshberg, of course, we know was the capital of Slovakia who was known as a very, very big and dynamic businessman, a wealthy man. One time he arrived at the door of the Chassam Seifer of Moshe Seifer. was the Rav of Preshburg in the years 1806 to 1839, and he asked police to speak to him privately. When they went into a private room, the man broke down and began to cry and told the Rav, that's not long before he had gotten involved in a very, very big business deal, which had gone completely pear-shaped. And he had lost not only all of his fortune, but he was now in tremendous, tremendous debt to many of the other businessmen in the, in the area. The Chassam Seifer began to encourage the man with warm, warm words, as, as only he, he could. And the man continued and said, you know, I'm, I'm known in the whole area as this really, really huge magnetic type businessman. And tomorrow is going to begin the huge annual fair in Leipzig. And since I began trading, I've never, ever missed that fair. And if I don't go to, to Pressburg, And and be part of what's going on there, everyone's going to know that my financial empire has has collapsed, and the creditors will be on me like a like a plague of of locusts. Asa Chasmonzifer, how much would it cost you to go to Leipzig? So the man said, with all the expenses and the hotel, everything would be a hundred gold pieces. The Ra went to one of the cupboards and took out from there a hundred gold pieces and said, "I'm lending you the, the amount that that you need for for all your expenses. Go travel to Leipzig, and colleague will should help you." so the man left and departed for leipzig and he had just basically arrived, he hadn't even managed to acclimate himself yet. And one of his friends, one of his colleagues, one of the other big businessman came over to him and said, would you be prepared to buy a huge shipment of, of coffee on, on a 30 day credit? Without hesitation, the man agreed to buy the entire shipment of, of coffee. And within a very, very short time, he managed to sell it on the whole, the whole lot of it for a large, a large profit. And with the money he made was of cash. He was able to do some other deals and walked out of the Leipzig fair with a huge, huge nest egg in his, in his pocket. Before he got ready to go back to Pressburg, the man bought a beautiful gold Ring with a tremendous big diamond in it as as a gift for the for the Chasam Sofer, and the next day he appeared before before the Rav, and he gave him he gave him the gift. The Chasam Sofer took the expensive ring and turned it around and around between his fingers this way and that way, and he said, "Wow, what a beautiful beautiful." A, a ring but as he said it he put it back in its box and he gave it back to to the guest and he says it's true i've never seen a beautiful ring like this and and uh, i wish you masl brojo with it so the man says but i i bought it for for the rub so Sova says i'm not able to take from you such a such a a gift I might have ordinarily, but since uh, uh gl- last time we were together, I lent you a hundred gold pieces now it's impossible for me to take any gift for you because of the possibility of it being of it being remiss of it being interest after the guest left the house, one of the people who had been there asked the Has so why why did the the why did the ro rav- take the ring and and look at it and and adore it and 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 praise it before he gave it before he gave it back, when you know you had no intention of of accepting it, says the Has Safer Everything I did was only my expression of tremendous joy at the fact that I was able to fulfill this this mitzvah of not taking ribbons. Where in my life do I get a chance to lend someone money? And, and, to even be involved in a situation of, of rebus. And now our Kodesh Hu gave me the opportunity to fulfill this mitzvah. Shouldn't I rejoice? Shouldn't I be happy that I could do so? That's the Shal mitzvah of our Gadayal Yisrael. One, one, one point nine, Chai
0: FM, soul to soul. We'll be back. This is just the beginning. Don't run away. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnerb, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: 1-1.9, one, one Chai FM, Sol to Soul, back on your radio here, Air er, Shabbos, Kurdish Pashas. Bahar, Bechukai, say, as we get into the <coughs> shorter winter Shabbosis, it's also Shabbos this week, a very, very special Shabbos, the penultimate Shabbos, before Chagashvus, which begins in just 10 days' time. And we have a beautiful, beautiful, meaningful Pasha to help us prepare for the giving of the Torah. And in Parshish Bahar we have a Pasuk that talks about that if your brother is suffering, if your brother is destitute, and he's looking out, he wants your help, right? So it says, you must hold him, you must support him. And you must let your brother live with, with you. Let your brother live with you. Now, very fascinating Sugya. We know the Gemara in Baumatzia, Taf Samach discusses the halacha of a hypothetical case in which two men are stranded in the, in the desert with one serving of life-sustaining water between them. What do they do? If both drink, both die. If one drinks, he will survive, but his friends will not. So, Ben Petura derives from these words, v'chei achicha imach, better that they should both die then one should see his friend die while he survives. In other words, your brother shall live with you. That could mean also your brother will die with you, rather than he should live and you should die. And that was the accepted opinion until Rabbi Akiva came. And he taught, no, he says... It says, uh, and your brother shall live with you," indicating that chayecha that your life takes precedence over the life of another person. Now, the Arim, uh, uh, uh is of the position that only someone of Rabbi Akiva's spiritual level, who was able to make the declaration in the Gemara and Brachas, all my days I was troubled by the Pasuk, with all of your soul, meaning that even if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to take your soul, and I said to myself, when will the opportunity come to my hands, that I may fulfill this Pasuk? Rabbi Akiva made this statement as he was literally, as he died, he was martyred by the Romans. Indeed, it says he drew out his suffering, so to speak, so that his neshama would leave his body as he recited the word Echot. Rabbi Akiva lived his life for the purpose of Kiddush Hashem, of sanctifying and glorifying HaKadosh Baruch Hu's name. Only such a person, has the right to demand that your life takes precedence. A Jew who has lived his life for the purpose of perpetuating his own pleasures, however, just to satisfy his own whims, what right does he have to say? Who says his life comes first? The concept of living only to sanctify Hashem's name, or as it was coined during the Holocaust, Kiddush HaChaim, was realized by the Holy Yid, who made every effort to live amidst pain and, and deprivation so that they could serve our Baruch Hu and glorify his name with every last ounce of their being. And there were three distinguished rabbonim, the last three rabbinic leaders to survive the, the 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 hell of deportations from the Warsaw Ghetto. One was Harav Shimshan Stockhammer and uh, and Harav Menachem Zemba, and Harav David Shapiro Zatzal. They were the last three remaining, and. It was the summer of 1942 when the Jewish community of Warsaw first learned of, of uh, Hitler's extermination uh, camps. Rabbi Jacob Rabinowitz, who was the brother of the Munkancher Rebbe, or Rabbi Baruch Zatzau, managed somehow to escape the Treblinka camp and make his way back to Warsaw. And he shared with the leadership a tale of horror and and chaos. Although there were those few who didn't believe their ears, the Rabbanim of Warsaw urged all Jews to hide their children and to seek every possible way to get them out of the ghetto, especially their daughters. It didn't take long for conditions in Warsaw to to deteriorate. Thousands of Yidden were rounded up and, and deported to various concentration camps. By early 1943, the three aforementioned Rabbanim were all that remained of the rabbinic leadership of Warsaw. Of On April 19th, 1943, they were given a chance to escape when the Judenat received a message from Warsaw's Catholic Church stating that if the three clergymen were to leave within 24 hours, the church would guarantee their safe passage. They had one hour to make their decision. After a brief discussion, Rav Shapiro declared, I am the youngest of this group. So my words are not binding on you. We know that we are unable to help our people. While we cannot save them, our presence among them gives them courage and strengthens their hopes. This is the only encouragement we can give these remaining Jews. Ronachem Zemba was the group spokesman. He told the church officials that they had no room for discussion they were not abandoning their brothers and sisters a short while later during the Warsaw Ghetto uprising Menachem Zemba died at Kiddush Hashem Stockhammer spent the next two years in different concentration camps he lived through terrible deprivation but never stopped living because he knew that every moment of life was in itself a Kiddush Hashem. Right before Pesach of 1945, Rav decided that he would not eat any chomets for all eight days of Pesach. This meant not eating anything because some form of chomets, derivative or absorption, was in everything that they were <laughs> served. He proclaimed, I am aware of the halacha that under the circumstances he could and should eat. There are, however, 2,500 Jews in this camp. At least one Jew amongst us should refrain from eating chametz this year. I have decided to do so. I have undertaken the responsibility with love and with joy. For all eight days of Pesach, Rastak Hamel lived like a malach. He ate no food, subsisting only on a little bit of water. His efforts at Kiddush Hashem, or uh, sanctifying life, were were superhuman. And despite his weakened state, he performed his daily slave labor as demanded by the cruel taskmasters. When the Germans saw that their end was near, they evacuated their Jewish prisoners, forcing them to walk for days on long death marches, cramming them by the hundreds onto trains headed towards the west. A mere three days before the liberation, the train on which Rostockamer was forced to ride on was attacked and struck by a bomb. Rostockamer suffered serious injuries to which he succumbed. Very little is known of this holy neshama whose yard site is the 13th of Iyar. He lived his life be Kedusha being the every fiber of his being in the service to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So many brothers and sisters perished under the most inhumane conditions many of whom did not even reach Keva Yisrael. They were murdered because they were Jews, but they merited to sanctify our Baruch Hu's name, both in life and in death. We have a collective moral obligation to perpetuate their memories by sanctifying our lives, the Kiddush Chaim by living our lives in the best possible way we could. We'll be back in a moment. This is 101.9 High FM soul to soul on the greatest Jewish
0: radio station in all of Africa. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurb, only on 101.9 High FM.
1: Chai FM, Soul to Soul. You're back on your radio here in Johannesburg. Here are Shabbos, Kodesh, Parshas, Bahar B'Chukesah. We're about to make a seal on Sefer Vayikra. It's also Shabbos Mevorachim. We're getting ready for Shavuos. Shavuos is only 10 days away. So we need to start getting ready for Chagas, Shavuos. And our Kodesh Baruch Hu, as the Gemara says, picked specifically this Parsha. For us to lane, in, uh, in the run-up to Shavuos so that we can get ready for, for, for Shavuos and get ourselves, get ourselves ready for, for, the prepare, prep for the, the Kabbalas HaTayra. So the Possum says, if you observe all my, my precepts, and Rashi says, this means, you should be busy with the study, the study of Torah we're going to try to explain how Rashi makes this connection and to explain the connection we need to introduce a, 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 uh, a very interesting chaz, a, chazal to, or, or, or a very interesting way of expressing a, a Medrash the Medrash says te-lechu, said this relates to a Pasuk in Kuf Yotes in Tehran says Uh, uh, I considered my ways for Shiva Yodiyah Led Vasecha. And I turned my feet towards your testimonies. Davorimel says, Master of the universe, every day I planned and thought that I would go to a particular place or to a particular dwelling. Yet, my feet always took me to the Bate Kinesias and Bate Midrashis. That's the meaning of what it says. I turned my feet towards your your testimonies. Now the medrash is is explaining to us this the the of the, the obligation the obligation and the ramifications of of observing my my, my precepts and 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 it's, it obligates us to labor and work in the study of Torah with such devotion. That our legs actually transport us almost automatically to the base Knesset, to the base Medrash, to 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 pursue our, our our Torah studies, as was the case with David HaMelech. Even when David thought to go somewhere else, his legs took him to to Daven and and uh, and and to learn. Now, this needs a little bit of of explanation. What in fact was David HaMelech's intent? When he made this statement to my feet would take me straight away to the to the uh to the base to the base megrish. Clearly, he didn't intend to brag. And additionally, what does it mean that his legs carried him automatically, as if without him even thinking or wishing to to do so? And perhaps even more in the grammar of the Pasuk, the Oshibai means I uh, I did, I bought my feet it doesn't sound so much that it happened automatically, it sounds like that David somehow uh, was involved so let's begin by bring the words of the of the Shla Kaddish, Shlach Kaddish says he's talking about our Kaddish statement to Shmuel Hanavi, when he was sent to anoint David HaMelech as the next king of of Klaiso, and he says ki adam yirele man can only see what does i see but velakim yirelev ashem yirelev but sees into the into the hearts shmuel learns that appearances who oh, can be very very deceiving now since the the words of the Shlok Require a little bit of, 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 uh, of, uh, clarification. So let's, 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 uh, let's see if we can understand. The Shla teaches us that when Akkadish Baruch Hu created Adam Arishan, he created him to be an Isha Lekim, a man of God, which means his entire body and being were meant to be full of kadusha and intelligence. In other words, all 248 limbs and all 365 sinews were designed to be intelligent like one's heart is intelligent. So, every limb and every sinew would be able to be inspired to serve our Kedush Baruch Hu, just like our heart is inspired to serve Hashem. However, as a a consequence of the avera that uh, uh, adam did involving the eight sadas right which of course was brought about by the persuasive arguments of the the nachash so the body's spiritual powers and and direction and, and tendencies were were diminished the heart Remain the only part of the body which is able to inspire man to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu. In in the words of the Gemara in in Sanhedrin, Rachmana Liba Boy Hakadosh Baruch Hu desires that we serve Him with our with our hearts. Therefore, it seems clear that the inspiration to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu always comes from. Our hearts, we express this already in the in the bracha that we say in the morning before Krishna. We say the mm-hmm. same. Put into our hearts, to understand and to be intelligent, to listen, to teach, to 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 learn and to and to uh, and to teach. Right. Uh, but as and to fulfill all the, 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 teachings of, of, of your Torah, with love. Everything depends, everything depends on the heart. If one possesses the desire and the, and the wisdom to serve Akadish then the heart can push, the heart can influence all of the other body parts. And organs to also serve to serve our Kadosh So that's then when it says Ki Adam Yira Leinayim, right? Hashem sees the eyes. In other words, ever since Adam or saw, for whatever reason, saw fit to to give in to the temptation of the eight uh, Hadas, as it says. In in the pasuk, ki the, that the 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 tree looked so good to eat and it was desirous to to the eyes, right? You know, it was uh, his entire body became much more involved in the physical, much more involved in the material, and less and less spiritual. It no longer possessed the wisdom. Of the heart. The body lost out on that, on that level. Since then, the following holds true. It's only Vashem Va Yer Levav. Hashem only focuses on man's heart. And Hashem demands that the heart focus on serving HaKadosh Baruch. Hu. He doesn't focus on the other limbs. The other limbs are, are material. The other limbs are involved in this world. They have no longer possess the uh, independent ability and independent wisdom to serve our Kodesh Baruch Hu without being influenced and inspired to do so by by the heart. That's why Sholem HaMelech says, Ta'yav as HaShem Kol Geva Someone who's haughty, who has a haughty heart, is considered despicable by, by, by HaKadosh Baruch in other words everything depends on on the heart so based on this understanding the Shlach Kaddish makes the following statement that this is why HaKadosh Baruch Hu mentions the name Adam it says right he was hinting to Hu was hinting to Shmuel that he chose to make David the king because he was the one who was going to be Messiah and he was going to rectify the, 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 the imperfection, the defect of, of Adam And that's explained by the, the, the uh, 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 bring, bring down that David Amelach According to the, uh, was was a Gilgal of Adam orishan, and he himself is destined. Then, as we know, to be the Melech Hamashiach, and that's the word Adam. It's Aleph is Adam, Dalit is Double Melech, and Mem is is Mashiach. It was one one line. So, at the time of the of the Beze Hashem, imminently future Gula when the chet will finally be completely be rectified and the dead will be resurrected so then man's body is going to go back to the way it was at the time of, of creation before the, 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 the sin and his entire body will possess the intelligence and ability of, of, the, of, of the heart now, if we can take this and, and apply it, so the, the, the Yitav Lev, uh, 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 br- brings on the, on the Possek referring to Yaakov, inu, Pasuk says, yisraelis, you know, when, when Yaakov comes to bless Yosef's children, so it says he takes his right hand and he puts his, hat, his right hand on the head of Ephraim who was the younger child that's and his left hand on Menashe was really the he, 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 uh, he handles his hands intelligently why? because Menashe was the firstborn And and Rashi comments that he moved his hands with sikha's intelligence, that and he understands us as the Targum brings it, he made them his hands wise with intelligence and wisdom. He made his hands intelligent for this purpose, and he acted very, very deliberately. So he explains what does it mean? He made his Hands wise, so he explains it based on the medrash. The medrash says that the the Adamoritian, the fleshy part of Adamoritian's heel, says it it was it it shone brighter than even the the orb of 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 the sun. And if that was his heel, how much more so the radiance of his of his face? And, and that's even works very well. It's consistent with what we learned from the Shlokarish. Because before the, the hate of the eight hadas, the light of, 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 of the sekhla of the intellect spread everywhere throughout Adam's body. From his head all the way to his toes. So much so that the light that came from the, the, the his heel was greater than the illumination of the sun itself. However, after the Aveira when he was unfortunately uh, 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 allured by the by the vision and, and and the appeal of the of the of the tree, so his body became gosh became totally material and less spiritual, and therefore the light of of the intellect was turned down and remains only in 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 our in our in our heart. Now. The, the, this forum tell us that Yaakov Avinu was also, in a way, a continuation and a tikkun of Adam And that's why it says in, in the Gemara, in the Gemara, in, in Bab Metzia that shufra the Yaakov ke'en de That the radiance of Yaakov Avinu was similar. To the radiance of Adam In other words, Yaakov Avinu made such an effort of, of being Makadish, of sanctifying and restoring his own body to the, to the, to the level of Adam before the Chayt. So therefore, that's what it says, his hands were, were, were full. And Siyada, his hands were full of wisdom and intelligence, and that's what it means. He reached that level of, of 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 where his hands were imbued with the kind of intelligence that for the rest of us only our hearts our hearts have. Now that sort of works so beautifully with what we learned in 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 the Gemara in in Tynus. That Yaakov Avinu, loy mace, that Yaakov Avinu never died. And the Ram, the Ramami Pano explains that since Yaakov Avinu purified his, his entire body to such a level and, and was able to massacre and got it back to the state of Adam or Ishan before the Chate, therefore the, the, we went back to the perfect world where death was not a a a something that that existed, and therefore the the decree of death that have been imposed since the time of Rishon and encompassed all of creation didn't apply to Yaakov. So that's that. that uh, you know, Yaakov Rishon was was sentenced to death, right? Uh, uh, we knew, know that on the day we ate from the Eitz a person is is sentenced to surely to surely uh, die, and it was only Yaakov Avinu who was m'saken that that, uh, that 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 chet. Now, it's very important to to clarify another very important point concerning what we learned. In, in, the shlo. now clearly what the shlok doesn't mean that a seichel is only in our, in our, in our lave and not any other parts of the body. After all, what about our brain? The brain is the source of man's intellect. So what we have to say is, what the shtarah possibly means he's speaking about the rest of the human body, not including the brain, because the brain we know is is is, is the home is is is, is the, the the sorry the the is is the is the home of the uh, of the neshama the source of of all intelligence and and uh, and, uh, and 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 kedusha, and the Balatanya discusses the the, the huge battle being waged constantly between the Yitzhah and the Yitzhah To'ev. And the Medrash, the Medrash, you know, uh, 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 explains uh, the Pasuk in in, in Kohelis. Leiv chacham Niminoi V'Leiv Kisil The heart of a wise man is in his right, and the heart of the fool is on his left. So we said the heart of the Tzaddik is on the right, refers to the Yitzhah To'ev, which has been placed on a person's right side. While the heart of the fool is in his left, refers to the Yetzarah, which is on the left side. Now, the Walatanya is teaching that the root of the Yetzarah, which is located in the right of the heart, is the Nishama, which is in the brain, which is which is part of our Kodesh Baruch in Shemayin, as as the as, uh, as the pasuk in fact says, like nishmas. Our Kodesh Baruch who breathed into us a uh, 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 part of him, part of him, uh, himself. Right? That anyone who I right, called the nafach, the nafach, delay. When he blows, he blows from within within himself. So so the neshama and the brain. So. Of course, man longs to fulfill the wishes of, of Akkadish However, the Etzara, which is in the left cavity of the heart, so there man is drawn to all the whims and desires of, of, of this, of this world. And the, the way that we are able to, to be victorious, and this is what Tavin HaMelech uh, 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 who is the Gilgal of of Adam? Says so. So uh, uh, David HaMelech, uh made the statement that every day I wanted to go somewhere to a particular place and particular dwelling. Yet my feet always took me to to uh, to the base Knesses and 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 the base of Medrish. So the the only way to understand it says says uh, says the Medrish. Is that, that, uh, uh, uh the, the Zez Sefer told us to Adam, this is the story of the descendants of, of Adam, where Baruch Hu passed through all the generations before him. And he showed, he showed Adam or Isha and Dawud right, who was allowed only three hours of life. And he said to him, Master of the Universe, Will there be no remedy for this? Can't come and give David Mel some life? He said, "That's what I've decided." He said to him, "How many are the years of my life?" So Hashem said, thousand years." Adam asked, Hu, Is it possible to uh, 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 to give a gift?" He said, "Yes." He said to Akhar "Can I give seventy years of my life? We'll, we'll give it to him." And and the 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 say that what David HaMelech was was actually supposed to die at uh, at birth had Adam Orishan not given him seventy years of of uh, of, of his life and we know David HaMelech was the Gilgal of of Adam Orishan and took responsibility for making amends for for his Akharish Parshu was he successful yes he was successful how do we know because he got to the point where it wasn't even Yac- uh, David Amel's heart that drew him to the, base of, to the base of Medrash. His feet, his feet went by themselves. His feet re- reached level. Well, they too were so full of ruchnius. It was going back to Adam His feet were shining, his heels were shining more than the sun. And that's what we have to do. We have to allow the desire to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our hearts and bring that forth and make it something that comes that's imbued in our entire body and that's the way we have to go forward to accept the Torah by Shavuos the 101.9 high FM Soul to Soul
0: we'll be back in a moment we have lots more to talk about this is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Moshe Schnurb only on 101.9 high FM FM
1: here on your radio such a warm welcome thank you all for joining us on these ever shortening Friday afternoons as we always do at this point let's give you the important details you need for this coming Shabbos so the earliest time for lighting your Shabbos candles, it's coming up right around the corner, 25 past 4. We can already light the Shabbos candles, and why not? Why not on this, it's a kind of cool, air of Shabbos afternoon, why not usher in the warmth, of Shabbos just a little bit, Earlier, Yeah, I know it might be a bit stressful to get there, but let's, let's make, let's make the, the absolute effort. The latest time for lighting Shabbos candles would be at 5.16, 16 minutes plus 5. You gotta get them up by, by then. Uh, Shkia is then at 6, sorry, 5.32. So you really don't have much, much time. You've gotta be Makabo Shabbos long before that absolute deadline. So if you want to Davin Meyer and not have to repeat the the Shema, all you have to do is wait until 10 to 6. That already is 3 star time. That already is night. And you can have marv and say the shema and then sit down and enjoy a beautiful long little Shabbos with good food and, and good people and some nice miras and Torah and make it a really, really warm evening in your, in your house. Tomorrow, of course, is a double parsha, bahar and bichu kaysa. We're going to make the Sium on Sefer vayikra and of course Sefer vayikra Goes by in such a flash because we have all these double parshiyos in like seven weeks. We're we're finished with, with Sefer VaYikra, and uh, the Aftira is the Aftira for Parshiyos Bechukkashay Hashem and it's also. This week is Shabbos Mevorchim. We are about to usher in Chodesh Sivan, the Chodesh of Matan, of Matan Taylor. Rosh Chodesh Bez Hashem will be on Wednesday, just one day, Rosh Chodesh, uh, uh, for, for Sivan. And then we go from there straight into the three days of, of preparation. And Bez Hashem, as I'm sure you know, uh, the Chagash voice begins Sunday night a, a week. And we definitely are looking forward to to that, and and getting ready both in terms of the catering for the day, and of course also the spiritual preparation, getting ourselves ready to once again stand at our scene and say, "Our we want your Torah, we want to connect to, we want to be part of of of, uh, of everything that you want us to be to be doing." Uh, it is Shabbos and uh, although it's Shabbos we still do say Avorachemim because this we're still in this very very troubled period between uh, uh, Pesach and and uh, and Shavuos. Perkei um, Yavus tomorrow afternoon we're saying Perik Hay this uh, this week, and Shabbos Kodesh ends uh, tomorrow night at six minutes past. 6 6 6 is already the end of, uh, of, of, of Shabbos. It's getting very, very short. We have to maximize the pleasure and maximize the enjoyment and the utility of the Shabbos day that we have and make every single minute of it count to the best of, of our, of our, uh, uh, uh ability. And we are learning the laws of preparation for, for Shabbos and getting ready for Shabbos. So, one of the issues that the talks about is, of course, our our dress. The way we dress on Shabbos uh, uh, is different than the way we dress on Shabbos. And in fact, it's a mitzvah to honor the Shabbos. As we know, Posuk in famous Posk in Isaiah says, The Korosah la Shabbos, a delight, a pleasure. Likdaish Hashem it should be a, a most the most of honorable day. It's an honor for our Hu to show honor and respect to his to his day. And one of the ways we honor Shabbos is that our our dress on on Shabbos should be different than the way we dress on 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 weekdays. Says says the uh, the, the Gemara. And, and therefore the, the clothing that we wear on Shabbos should be much nicer, much, much cleaner than the ones we wear during, during the, uh, during, during the week. And the can bring, bring down in, in the name of the, of the, of the Slurim that it's a very, very good idea not to wear on Shabbos anything of what you wear during the week, magnovram uh uh brings that down in other words certainly one's outer clothing you know, kind of sort of the the shirt and 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 the suits whatever that one has should be special for Shabbos and uh and uh and 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 Yontif. and obviously uh, uh uh one doesn't have to wear different ones, but obviously one one changes all one's clothing. Even one's underclothing, and one wears new, fresh clothing for 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 Shabbos. There are uh, some who are machmir even to have special shoes that one wears just for 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 uh, for Shabbos. Um, there are, uh, I know, people who have special socks. That they wear for Shabbos. In fact, uh, some that even say the uh, covered Shabbos on, on their socks. It's a wonderful thing. I'm not saying it's obligatory, but it's a, it's a cute, it's a cute thing. And the truth is that we're honoring the Shabbos day. So therefore, even if someone is alone on Shabbos or he's in a place where nobody is gonna see him. He's, there's no Jew around. He doesn't have to make any kind of a uh, fashion statement in front of anybody. It's still a mitzvah that he should honor the Shabbos by wearing his Shabbos clothing person's going on holiday and going down to the south coast and there's not going to be another person within, I don't know, the Karu they're going, there's not going to be another person within five kilometers. It doesn't make a difference. The Shabbos Malkasa is there. The Shabbos Queen is there. And one should definitely take one's Shabbos clothes along and and dress up, and dress up for Shabbos. Because the, the, the mitzvah is not to dress up for to make an impression, so others see you dressed up. It's it's to honor the Shabbos, and the, and the Shabbos is, is uh, comes with you down on holiday too, and therefore one certainly has to has to honor it wherever one might one might be. If you find yourself somewhere on a sh- on for Shabbos, and you don't have, for whatever reason, your your big day Shabbos with you, or if a person is in such a state of of uh, poverty, that he only owns one garment. So then, you should at least launder it. The special mitzvah to launder one's clothing for Shabbos and fix it up and make it as as respectable as possible in in uh, in in the approach of of uh, of, of Shabbos. The 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 Ur-Shalmi, in fact, uh, uh, brings down that uh, Rav Smiloi, in one of his public lectures. Said that it's, it's important that every single person should have at least two sets of clothing. One that he wears during the week and, and one that he keeps uh, especially for, for, for Shabbos. Right? And the, the, his Tambidim, says Tambidim began to cry. And they said, we are, we are, we are, we're poor. We don't only have one, one garment. S- he said to them, nevertheless, you have to do whatever you can to beautify, to spiffy up that, that garment, to make it as nice looking as possible as Shabbos, as Shabbos, uh, 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 uh go, right? Um and, and, uh, whatever you're wearing, if, if you have a uniform that you have to, uh, wear, so then also make it as, 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 as presentable as, as, as spiffy as you possibly can, uh, 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 for, for, for Shabbos, you know, shine your shoes or whatever, whatever it is to make it look look uh, look uh, look look special, right? One of the uh, special takanos uh, that uh, Ezra Seifer instituted was that we should do laundry on on Thursday. There they did it on on uh, on on Thursday, and and there are two understandings. Number one, that one shouldn't wear on Shabbos clothing that aren't clean. And therefore he instituted to clean one's clothing on Erev Shabbos. Number two, since it was a big deal in those days, going to the laundry attic, schlep it down to the river and then wet, schlep it back home again, not easy. So therefore they did it on, on Thursday, so that on, on Erev Shabbos they'd be free to be able to Prepare and cook the food in the house for, for Shabbos. Today, obviously, where it's just a question of, of popping things in the washing machine and, uh, and, uh, you know, pressing a button, one is allowed to do a laundry on Friday. Also, cause that does, it's not going to stop us from preparing, preparing Shabbos. We'll be back in a moment. This is one 1.9 Chai FM soul
0: to soul. Please stay with us. We have a little bit more still to go. This is Hilchos Shabbos with Rabbi Musha Schnurr, only on 101.9 High FM. 101.9 one Chai FM Soul to Soul, on
1: Shabbos Kodesh Shabbos Nevorchen, Chodesh Sivan, only 10 days left to go, until Chag HaShavuos, as the excitement for Matan Torah builds up. Thank you for joining us. We have just a few more short minutes. We're talking about preparation for Shabbos, and we said that Today, we're doing laundry. It doesn't involve a great deal of bother, so certainly it won't be allowed to do laundry on, on a Friday. It doesn't necessarily have to do it on, on Thursday as Ezra uh, Institute when it involved going down to the river and, and it was a whole process and a whole rigmarole to get, to get, uh, washing, washing done. But, Nevertheless, and it's a discussion in halacha, there are many who say that in spite of this, one should try as much as possible to get all one's clothing ready on Thursday. As Ezra instituted, because uh, who says that Ezra's institution was meant only for those days without going down to the river? Ezra was, was, was an incredible person with incredible insight and foresight. And maybe his intention was... That that uh, that uh, 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 we we need to sort of work on ensuring that our Fridays don't become such crazy hectic days where there's more to do and there are actually even hours to 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 do it. And and therefore to try to, you know, a wise man thinks ahead and plans plans ahead, and therefore you know to do the last minute washing to get everything ready for for Shabbos and and do that ready on on Thursday is certainly a, a, a meritorious, even if it's not a big a big deal. Everything that one doesn't have to do on Friday. Is, is is one step closer to turning Friday into a day that is meant to be. The day of Friday is meant to be a day of preparation, not only in the physical sense, but of getting ourselves ready. And ideally, you know, we talk about the concept of Chatzai Shabbos, of trying to finish everything up by midday, so we can sort of mellow in and get really ready for Shabbos and sit down and, and, and get our minds and 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 our nishamas ready ready for 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 Shabbos. And uh that's that, that's an effort. It's something that requires planning. It requires forethought and but it's definitely it's definitely doable to make Friday a much, much more manageable day and just do obviously there are things that need to be done on Friday. But save the day just for that and whatever is possible to do earlier Right, stop making Shabbos on Monday or Tuesday. Why does everything have to happen? Why do you have to do an all-nighter on 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 uh, on on Thursday nights? To to to. Well, rather one should leave oneself a little bit free, relatively, so that one is able to prepare ourselves for Shabbos and and uh, and uh, and uh, and kind of be in a state of mind. Where one can welcome it to Shabbos without having to slam on the the brakes. Speaking mm-hmm. of slamming on brakes, that's what we're going to do right now, and just take the opportunity to wish all of you, our entire radio family, a beautiful, warm Shabbos and Shabbos Mivochem as we get ready for Chayyish Sivan and Chag and 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 Matantera, and look forward best Hashem and Alav to be again together with you again next day of Shabbos. And we'll spend some more of time talking to some Dibritoto. In the meantime, to all of our radio family, and each and every one of you, a Shabbos shalom, a good Shabbos to one and all.